Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. So every once in a while, something comes up where it's just a, a continuing theme. And sometimes these themes just bother me. They frighten me. Um, case in point, I was chatting with somebody on Instagram the other day. And he brought up the idea of trying to do a new tank based on, I'm not going to say, but based on somebody else's tank. Not based on some idea that he had in his head. Not based on a wild habitat, which he saw. Not even based on a plant or a fish or a rock that he wanted to work around. Nope, nope, nope. He wanted to do the same thing as the other guy and then be able to garner all of the cool accolades which accompany a tank going viral or whatever. Oh, and it had to be amazing. Those were his words. And I was like, dude, do what you want. But the emphasis should be on what you want, that part, not what people on social media would find cool. Don't fall into that crap. You know, my usual shtick. I was simply dumbfounded that creating a near duplicate of somebody else's tank that he saw on social for the express purpose of getting more attention on social was the entire goal for this tank build. It was just bizarre and that he was putting all this pressure on himself to match or exceed the work that he was essentially copying. I was like, what the fuck? Of course, it wouldn't be productive or even fair for me to simply trash the guy. I needed to help him understand how he was doing this to himself. On one hand, if you're trying to endear yourself to the, you know, every tank that looks like blank is awesome crowd, this was a perfect recipe, I suppose. On the other hand, when I pushed back a little bit, he did kind of sheepishly admit that this was a bit silly and that he was a bit burnt out on what he was up to in the hobby at the moment. I was like, aha, burnt out. I've heard that before. I've heard that many times over the years. Of course, then the conversation briefly turned to ways to overcome this burnout that he and others apparently sometimes feel within the hobby. While it's always possible to get burned out on stuff you love, even on stuff you love, I think that it's exacerbated by doing work which doesn't truly speak to you, doing it for the wrong reasons, or getting way over your head for something which isn't really what you want to do. I guess burnt out is the wrong descriptor, more like benignly disinterested. And it can be overcome by doing stuff that's actually interesting to you. Yeah, it's that simple. Besides just doing stuff that speaks to you, I think the other key is to do a diversity of things which interest you at one time when possible to explore multiple disciplines within the hobby. Do more. Do different. Scratch that itch. I love the idea of keeping a few different types of aquariums at any given time, if it's possible. I mean, it's a privilege just to be able to keep one aquarium. However, when you have the means and the ability to keep a few tanks, not only does the real magic start happening but you have multiple avenues to direct your passions and your energies. I like to keep tanks from different disciplines. In my case, a botanical method aquarium, an evolved brackish tank, and a soon-to-be-debuted coral tank. 
the real advantages, and there are real advantages to having tanks from different hobbyist you know, sectors are numerous. First and foremost, if you should ever you know, find yourself just a bit less stoked about one particular you know, tank or type of tank, as in my case, you can focus on the one that speaks to you at the moment. You know, tweak the others when you feel more interested in them. It keeps you alive. It keeps things fresh. Staying fresh is quite important. The hobby is supposed to be fun, and I suspect that for an increasing number of people, it's becoming more of a chore than anything else. This wasn't the first conversation I've had with a hobbyist who was feeling what this guy was feeling, a source of self-inflicted pressure to do stuff, to produce. And yeah, I do think that this pressure is a direct byproduct of social media and the current social media environment. It's a cultural shift. Is a human desire to be accepted as part of the cool kids. That's as old as time. But I think that this whole social media thing, when you blend it together, it's resulted in a lot of hobbyists getting a bit off course and doing and sharing or feeling compelled to share stuff that doesn't really resonate within them. I'll tell you one thing. This pressure has resulted in a large number of awfully similar tanks popping up on the gram and elsewhere. I've commented about this before, but my Instagram feed is becoming a shockingly bland and, you know, replicative place. I see the sameness. I see literally dozens and dozens of aquariums done up in the same rigid style, with the main differentiator being either how many sexy potted plants are on the shelves surrounding the tank, or perhaps a slight variation of the way the wood breaks the water line, or how many Hakai stones, Frodo stones, or whatever the trending rock du jour in the aquascaping crowd is comprising this aquascape. If I see one more of those, you know, breathless, what fish do you think we should put in this new mini Rotala tank, you know, pseudo tease posts, when the reality is that they were always going to put in rice fish, ruby tetras, or white clouds, regardless, I and mean, who the fuck sets up a tank with no clue what they're going to put in it, right? Come on. Anyway, if I see one more of those, I'm going to barf. And don't get me started on the copycat, sterile clean, ridiculously over-diverse, almost artificially nature-style marine macroalgae tanks, which are starting to become the latest aspirational wet dream of every uninspired hobbyist looking to increase his following count and tag potential sponsors in his posts. Whatever happened about to doing what resonates with you because it resonates with you? I really want to metaphorically beat the lameness out of you, of course, Maybe you really do enjoy exactly copying somebody else's tank. It's what you like. I mean, respect, right? And again, who the hell am I to, to, to judge? But when people come to me and say they're bored, they're burned out, and I find that they're trying to do those things, it makes me think. I mean, look, if the macroalgae, you know, clean room fantasy masturbation tank is your thing, do it. If you really love, you know, ADA Blackwood or Old Mountain Stones or whatever the stuff's called, and they make your heart sing, use them in all your tanks. Don't let me shame you away from doing what you truly want to do. Now, where I will nudge you is when you do it or want to do it for some crazy-ass reasons like this guy, literally wanting to do it to garner accolades. That's the whole reason for it. That's just not healthy. What happens if nobody likes his work? What does, that, what does he think of himself? It's bizarre. Doing something just to stand out from the crowd is a weird goal also. But doing what you like, even if it just happens to be a bit different or maybe even weird from the prevailing trends, truly stands out for the right reasons. It's because it's what you do. And so people ask me, what tanks actually do really stand out to you, Scott, these days? Like, again, as if I'm some critic or whatever. Well, it's not necessarily ones that use different materials or, or aquascape in a different style or whatever. It's the ones that reflect a different approach, a different POV, a story. 
Something which doesn't feel like it's trying to go over the top and outcreate the obvious original inspiration or match up to some hashtag friendly trend just because. Something which feels authentic because it comes from the heart of the creator, not from the Instagram feed of some aquascaping content aggregator. The ones which truly stand out are standing out for a reason. Because they're unique, they're fresh, they're different. They reflect the interests and the aspirations of their creators. They don't try to be something other than what they are. They don't need a fucking stupid name, you know, Heavenly Dawn and the Hill of Light or whatever, to classify them or give them legitimacy somehow. Again, as I say all the time, just do you. Screw trying to get picked up by these aquascaping content aggregators on social media networks. You know what they are. They're ones that have these titles, really broad titles, like, you know, whatever aquascaping or whatever. And then you see the same tanks that people are posting all over the place. And yeah, some people think that's really cool, like being syndicated or something. It's, it's weird. Screw trying to get less likes and hearts and all that shit just because, you know, it, see, it feels good. Just do something that you like and share it to inspire others to share their own work. Not another copy of yours even. Get people excited about doing what works for them. Then the hobby is so much better off. Look, there's going to be times when you're going to want to you know, copy or, or at least be inspired by somebody else's work. That's what we do here. We make inspiring things to hope to get you to try botanical method aquariums. But I don't want you to try to duplicate exactly my tank for, for some weird reason. If you want to duplicate my tank or, you know, Johnny's tank or any but Ben's tank or anybody's tank in this little arena that we work in, because it, you'll go, hey, this is cool. I want to do something like that. That makes sense. That's healthy. That's great. But if you're doing it to try to get some kind of social media likes or garner attention for that reason. That's just bizarre. So there's another surefire trick that can help you be happier in your own lane as an aquarist. And it's kind of strange, but this is it. Think like a beginner. Yeah, really. Beginners have this thing. Perhaps the beginner knows something that we don't. I think that I, or we, or that is the more advanced hobbyists or people that fancy ourselves as more advanced hobbyists, I think we just know too much. Seriously. And I don't mean from an arrogant perspective or anything. I think that so many hobbyists at our level of experience tend to overthink every aspect of the aquarium hobby. We carry like baggage. We worry about what the crowd on Facebook or Instagram thinks. It's pretty evident, particularly during the new tank startup phase. Almost nobody shares the earliest, dirtiest days of their new tanks. We feel this need to prep it for the masses. We don't feel it. Rather than just letting ourselves enjoy the moment, the wonder, and the awe that comes from doing something special and beautiful and, let's face it, incredibly cool, we worry about shit like, you know, presentation. I mean, setting up a slice of nature in your own home? That shit's something. That's incredible. Something that nine-tenths of the world will never get to experience or even comprehend, and we're doing it. We should know that. We know a lot of other stuff, too, so, I don't know, perhaps just maybe we know too much. Yeah, I think so. We understand all of this stuff that's going to happen in our tanks. Yet, for some reason, many are afraid of it. It's a bit, you know, especially afraid if it's a bit different than or doesn't meet somebody else's expectations. Again, doing stuff for somebody else. We worry about them because they might not approve. And my response, you probably predict, it's fuck them. Screw them. We, of course, worry about our dream tank not being in the perfect state of awesomeness at all times, ready to show on Instagram Live or whatever. We stress about algae or cloudy water or whatever the problem is. Now, outright beginners actually have it much easier in this regard, I think. 
I mean, when just having a glass or acrylic box of fresh water or salt water filled with fishes in your home is a novelty, a cause for rejoicing, that's the magic part. As a beginner, you tend to live in a bubble of gentle ignorance. I guess that's kind of harsh, but let's call it blissful lack of awareness about some things that, to most experienced hobbyists, some of this stuff can really suck and it's a source of shame for whatever reason. And that is actually a beautiful thing because unburdened from this junk that we carry, a beginner is taken by the sheer wonder and the joy of it all. They don't stress out about stuff like algal films, detritus on the substrate, micro bubbles, and oh shit, the occasional out of place piece of wood in their aquascape. Shit, they likely don't care what kind of wood it is either. They're not worried about that or any of the dozen other minutia that we are because they don't know that it's some kind of a problem a problem that we've made. They're not handcuffed by their past experiences and the knowledge of having set up dozens of tanks over the years. Rather, they're just stoked as shit by the thought of glow light tetras, of mono shrimp, glass catfish, and you know, ultra-common betas taking up residence in their new little utopian microhabitat they just set up in their New York City apartment or whatever. What about us, the so-called advanced or experienced hobbyists? Can we sort of liberate ourselves from this hell of our own creation? Yeah, I think we can. I think it's entirely possible to release ourselves from the burden of our own experience and to allow ourselves to enjoy every aspect of this hobby, free from preconception or prejudices. To just make decisions based on what our research, our gut, or yeah, I suppose experience tells us is the right thing to do. Then letting stuff happen and accepting it, not to waste energy worrying about how many damn likes our next pic on Instagram gets. That's just not the measure of what is good in life or the hobby. In other words, taking control of the influence of others as well as that of our own experience rather than allowing it to taint our whole journey with doubt, with dogma, with second-guessing and over-analysis of every single aspect. Don't get high on the accolades or pissed off about the criticisms which others may levy. And just relaxing into it, enjoying engaging in the hobby for you. It's so much more fun that way. Put out what sings to you. If you want to share on social media, it's a great time to be alive. We have this ability to share it. But don't worry about the influence of uh, or the, or the comments of others when you do this. People are There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are think, think what you're doing is stupid or ridiculous or dangerous or wrong. You could take the time to gently explain to them why you disagree. You could engage. You could ignore. You could just keep on doing what you're doing. It, you can enjoy the hobby how you want to enjoy it. It's a big world out there, and we're all adults here. I think we can all figure it out for ourselves. If we let ourselves embrace the sheer joy of, I don't know, being a beginner again, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's healthy, even if you're doing more advanced stuff. Let go. Don't do stuff in this hobby, or any hobby for that matter, to please other people. That's just a recipe for misery, trust me. When I get into a conversation like this with somebody, it actually makes me kind of sad because we need not be this way. We have all these wonderful tools at our disposal. We have a global community of people. We don't need to impress other people. We just need to share, support, give props to people that deserve it, give some suggestions to people that ask for them. And yeah, once in a while, a kick in the ass when it's deserved. But the moral of the story, do stuff that's fresh, that's new, and that's yours. Stay creative, stay resourceful, stay inspired, stay original, stay bold, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.